This ASAP podcast is brought to you by Spec Athletic, the synthetic sports surfacing company, building facilities that athletes can work out on, train on, and compete on. Spec Athletic, the flooring professionals with Regapol America technology. Check them out at specathletic.com. This is Ed Sicali coming from Cincinnati, Ohio today. I'm up by uh, an area called Clifton. Uh, it's uh, a community in Cincinnati. It's uh, not a. It's about a touchdown pass away from uh, the University of Cincinnati. Uh, a short Mike Warren run would get you there. It's always really good to see. You. We just had we just had lunch at the Proud Rooster right yeah. downtown Clifton. And oh, go ahead, Avenue, give them a plug. Then, what are they going to? And gonna... they have really spectacular cup of coffee. At, uh, <laughs> Oops, oh, oh, the, the Shih Tzus, sorry. Kim Wood, he's the former strength coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was actually one of the first strength coaches in the National Football League. He uh, kind of started the profession almost. And uh, here he is, I'm talking to him. We're going to talk some strength training. And like I said, he is one of the most popular guests that we have on our show, uh, besides, of course, uh, the Alex Marvez. But uh, you're, you're right up there. I mean, it's well, always a battle. Well, thanks a lot, Ed. Okay, From okay. Uh, Fox Sports. Uh, he's I mean, a living one. legend and uh, working on keeping it that way. And uh, <laughs> uh, great. it's great that you're here. It's great that I'm here. No, things are good, and we're getting ready for the National Championship College game and uh, the NFL playoffs are tomorrow and the next day, and then we get that LSU versus Clemson. And uh, how, how did Clemson get in the game, Ed? Uh, they uh, yeah. Back off. You know, we don't want to have a fist fight right here in your yeah, house. Yeah, we man. don't. We almost had one in a restaurant. Yeah, I know, man. We yeah. were debating some gotta issues there. Got to be careful. I, you got to watch out with a guy like Sicali because he possesses hidden lat power. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hammer strength. Let's talk hammer strength, man. I mean, what about man. hammer strength? I used to own the company. I named the company. It's sold. It's recently sold. So it's not. It's uh, all over, baby. Things things have their shelf life, and then they become historic. And I think that's what's happened to uh, Hammer Strength. I think its position in uh, strength training history is is that it presented some really solid, durable, low cost uh, machines that uh, were weight loading, and that were great for specially training athletes and gym classes and. Uh, we sold a hell of a lot of machines, and then about 20 years ago, we sold the company. And what's happened since, I can't tell you. I think they sell power racks like everybody else. Well, your name's still on it, so uh, uh, the hammer strength, uh, you know. I think they're made in China, Ed. Really. What? Yeah, the machines are made in China. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the, kind of a letdown. You have to understand this, Ed. That's a letdown. That everything that once was in the strength training world is different. Almost all the companies are either gone or they've been sold or they've been retooled in some other way. It's the kind of thing that you got to really, really dig down and do research to find out what's going on. Because what's going on now is not what was going on even a few years ago, that there was a natural progression and all of that has changed. The interesting thing, and my son is in the business, you know, with the uh, uh, old-time strongman uh, website and functional hand strength and, um, and his uh, pay site, the Iron League, that I write for. But what you have is, is that what, what they know in the world of the Internet is where everything changes all the time, 
But in the strength training world, uh, there's more people lifting weights than ever before. But their way of obtaining knowledge and uh, information is radically, radically changing. Sometimes things where popular magazines are gone. In fact, almost all the magazines are gone. And uh, uh, the ones that are still there are there in title only, and they're significantly different than they ever were. And, uh, but the point is, people are lifting weights. Athletes are lifting weights. The strong people are who the influential people are, as they say in the modern world. The influencers is all different than it was. And it's an, it's an interesting topsy-turvy experience. I happen to be interested and uh, pay attention. Well, to the cool thing is, is what happened was you were involved with the strength training of professional football players. And then you were able to take the needs of what those players needed to have to gain the extra strength and gain more strength to recover from injury, whatever. And they needed, and you saw the need for those types of, that type of equipment to be designed. And then you designed it and it became a a big thing. It flourished. Well, I think it, again, we, there was a need, uh, uh, things we were just talking earlier that when things uh, mature, they become different. And that's certainly true in the equipment world, and it's true in the uh, the weight training world. Again, like I say, the bottom line, though, as I was mentioning before, is there's more people lifting weights than ever before. Uh, I happen to think that, uh, and there's a tremendous amount of information out there. I mean, when you start looking at the the CrossFit magazines and the the what's left of the muscle magazines and uh, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, information is there, but most of it is, it's like a string of pearls without a string. Yeah, and it doesn't focus on the basic things, or does, it, or does it focus on what you should do to get started, and, yeah. and, and, and it certainly doesn't place it in a proper perspective. In well, context. like I'm saying, I, went, I walked through a, a Planet Fitness the other day. <laughs> and, Good luck. You know, there's... Uh, there's your influence up and down every aisle of, of Planet Fitness, uh, the hammer strength. The, Do people little, know what they're doing? The equipment. Yeah. People are looking pretty good. Well, I, mean, they're, they're I don't tr- know about that. I don't know about that. Well, I, you haven't. I'm just saying to you is the interesting thing is, is as I mentioned uh, Let's before. just put it this way. Dave Caduli and I were there. Oh, geez. Well, yeah. the uh, – uh, <laughs> what else do you need to say? Yeah. But the, the – uh, uh, no, what you have is there's more outlets to train. But as far as understanding, okay, what people are doing, I mean, this is something that's, that I've noticed with the strength coaches, and that is uh, people are doing stuff. But most of the reasons they're doing stuff is because what someone else is doing. And that is is how many people who are strength coaches are placed in a similar position actually know why they're doing what they're doing other than, well, we're doing it because uh, the Steelers are doing it, or we're doing it because the Browns are doing it, or Ohio State's doing well, it. Well, I mean, you know, you look at it, that's the way I did things when I was coming up. Hey, you Yeah, know, but no, Eddie, you went to the basics. You know, you, I was like, what's feel- Boomer Esiason doing? I want to do what he's doing. Well, that, 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 I'm sure they were all influences, but you, but you, and I know more about you than the folks out there know, uh, you were well-schooled in the very basic elements of training. And I'm not so sure that people who have the jobs now are in that position. I, I see a lot of matchups. They want to do what they see on uh, 
uh, the NFL Network, and uh, before the draft, you'll have these little uh, uh, storyline shows, and they have guys training. They want to see what the UFC guys are doing. You, ha- I mean, I mean, like I said, let me you ask get- you this: though. I mean, you're pro football. One thing that has to be tough for you is to see what's happened to the team that you spent over 30 years with, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals? Bengals? Well, no, it's, it's actually not tough what, for me. I, what's I, happened down there? I mean, I, do you well, want to talk about it? very many games, and it, believe me, it's a whole different group of people than, than what I knew. And Once having coached or a thing, you get, you're bothered if they haven't done well, but it doesn't bother me very much. The and, Super Bowl. Uh, you went to two Super Bowls. You were the strength and conditioning coach for the Bengals at the time. Um, since what, then, hey, what, miss, what since I miss then, more is the people, and and we with this last year we lost a lot of good people. We lost Forrest Gregg, and we lost Jimmy Leclaire and Tom Gray, the equipment man, and a bunch of other guys, including Sam Weish, who is uh, that's what I want you know, to talk second, about. What, hap- yeah. what happened down there at that Super Bowl in Miami at Joe Robbie Stadium? What uh... we had beat? It was a squeaker. Both both Super Bowl games were very close. We were in the game. Both of them, if the game had been just a little bit longer, another three or four minutes, we probably would have come back and won. But uh, but that's football, and that's yeah. uh, uh, hey, what happened to Ohio State versus Clemson? I said we weren't going to go there. I don't have to take this we're crap from take Eddie. That back. But, oh, excuse me, Eddie's <laughs> take Eddie's it back. doing the uh, tap dance, a backward tap dance now yeah. from the microphone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sam anyway, Weish. Nothing. Sam Weish. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sam Weish. How did you meet Sam Weish? He was an innovator. He was a great coach. He was a he Super was Bowl. He was a brilliant guy. And uh, uh, when, when they hired him, we had never heard of him. We knew he played for the Bengals, and we knew that he – You have to. people don't realize that he was pretty much the offensive coordinator for the 49ers that beat us in the first Super Bowl we went to. And where Bill Walsh was the head coach, Sam was really the guy that ran the offense – and he's a guy that, that, that coached up and pretty much discovered uh, Joe Montana, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks there ever was. And, uh, but we knew who Sam was, but it was funny because when he first got the job, I asked Paul Brown, you know, like, why'd you hire this guy? And he looked at me and he said, he's really smart. He has a nimble mind. And Sam, in fact, was a true innovator in a world that, that – respects innovators but doesn't give too many people the credit for being that and he really was and he was a tremendous coach a very nice guy i i didn't like him at first i mean he came into a situation where again we were we were the team that he beat in the super bowl just a couple years before and and he came in with a little a little bluster but uh, uh, everybody embraced it. In you know, good uh, way. the Bengals were, were were one of the few teams that actually had a uh, a microphone down on the on the stadium field. The only team, the only team that ever did it. Only, we had a guy, yeah, and, uh, a guy named Tom Kinder, was the uh, uh, public address announcer who walked with a, a traveling microphone behind the visitors' bench. Why do you ask that? Well, somehow, Coach Sam Weish got the microphone in his hand well, you mean you mean when in the middle of the game they were gonna they, they were gonna call a penalty on us or maybe call the game because you had a bunch of wing nuts up in the uh one of the uh, the upper decks throwing snowballs onto the field and sam and you gotta understand is he ran and he was kind of a kind of an ichabod crane type when he ran he he, he runs a lot like that clemson quarterback but not as fast Oh, but he all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he lights out across the field, 
from where we're at. We're in old Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati. And then finds the guy with the microphone and grabs it. And then he says the immortal worlds, immortal words, you know, quit doing it. And remember, you live in Cincinnati. This is in Cleveland. Well, we weren't even playing. I think we were playing Buffalo or somebody. And uh, the Redskins or somebody. But the refs were about ready to call the game. And uh, that became famous. And that was uh, Sam who just passed away. That was kind of his... Uh, uh, that was, a, that was a videotape that they continually replay. The irony was we're on the sidelines going, oh, my God, what's Sam doing now? <laughs> I mean, he lit off and ran across the field. I mean, he was great. And he was uh, – uh, uh, Paul Brown was correct. He had a nimble mind. He was just fun. He had a sense of humor. He was a magician. And he would do <laughs> – he would do tricks. And I would laugh my ass off whenever he would do tricks. Like he'd do it for the rookies. And they wouldn't get it. And he'd hold up cards and he'd turn the thing around and it'd have two spots and he'd turn it around. It had three spots and, and, and he would do stuff. And, and I thought it was just, I mean, I thought he was great, but it was all wasted because the, the rookies, they were all scared to death anyway. And it's like, oh my God, what's going on here? <laughs> but we, but the, the, the point is, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, the guys that were Sam's guys, the coaches, and we were with them, we all loved them. We didn't know what was coming next. We were continually surprised. But yep. he was fun. What he did with Boomer, who was a great, great player, and what they did with that offense was just awesome. I How mean, about uh, Sam Weiss? Did he come down to the weight room and uh, lift weights? With he the he used to lift weights with the team. He, his son would come. Uh, no, Sam was Sam was true blue. He was... Uh, he was fun. And, How about uh, that jukebox? Did he did he play the? We well, loved the jukebox. He loved the jukebox. He pressed it in, and then he, one year, what people don't know is one of the years he said, uh, he said, "I want to dedicate this uh, season to uh, the song My Toot Toot' by Rock and Sydney." Okay, and he says that's that's gonna be our theme song, <laughs> and it was in Spinney Field, but somehow the press never picked up on it. But he was always looking to have a, a keynote year, something special about it. And, and that's the way the guy lived. The guy was fun. You know, Coach, you bring up Spinny Field. I want to talk about, you know, nowadays, the, uh, you know, most of the NFL teams have some pretty cool, pretty nice facilities. The colleges have unbelievable facilities. Soft. Country and, club. Soft. And, okay, but. Um, okay, nothing. No, let's talk about Spinney Field. I mean, Spartan. We understand this. The great Paul Brown philosophy, and he had the greatest teams probably ever it, when he was at the Cleveland Browns. And they, they, their actually their workout facility was old League Park where the Indians used to play. And they had they had left standing one of the grandstands, and all the great Hall of Famers, Luke Groza and Dante Lavelli and Otto Graham and Marion Motley. In this place, all it was was just a brick building, old brick building with a couple of light bulbs hanging around. And they didn't have fancy lockers. They had a nail for their clothes. Oh, <laughs> and they, so the, But the point is, the Paul Brown philosophy, and I think it was a good one, is, is that it's a Spartan game. And you, you have Spartan facilities. And if there's any extra money, the money goes to the players. Well, you yeah. certainly had a Spartan facility down there at Spinney Field. Spartan, I mean, it was when a, I drove by the uh, rusted out, uh, you know, the barrel factory, barrels yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. There, I, it was it was disconcerting at times. I thought I, maybe I made a wrong turn. Yeah, I, I, I would take people to Spinney Field, and and they probably weren't real sure about me, and they thought maybe I was taking them someplace to shoot them. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'd go down the alleyway and there's uh, all these barrels piled up. And uh, I mean, it was, uh, uh, it was exotic, uh, kind of an industrial chic place. Yeah. It looked like it somewhere was somebody's going to get knocked off on the, uh, on the yeah, 24 show or something. Yeah. But like I say, it doesn't matter because when we were there, we won the big ones. We went to the Super Bowl twice, and uh, like my dad used to say, the ball glove doesn't make the player. You know, I went down there, and uh, you know, I lifted weights a couple times down there, and I, I when I left, I let you I, come there. My, you, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, my, uh, you know, I had some kind of a glowing, weird feel in my chest when I left, and I, I don't think I ever went back. Oh, okay. Well, wh- <laughs> and that's why. Well, why? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what the punchline is here, folks, but. Uh, <laughs> But but understand, I knew Eddie from right in the beginning, and uh, uh, you certainly were always welcome. But no, uh, Spinney Field was a rough place, and uh, but we had uh, rough teams with rough guys, and that's the what the game was. You know, uh, coming up uh, in a, in a couple of days, this is the national championship game. We've got the Clemson Tigers against the Louisiana State University. Uh, fighting tigers it's gonna be tiger town uh i'm i can't be any more excited i mean i don't even know who i want to win this is gonna be incredible i think i think it was uh, magical the two games uh for different reasons the two games that led up to this and uh uh heck i'm i'm an old wizened old football pro and i'm i'm excited maybe not as excited as you eddie but i'm 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 pepped up i'm in fizzed and well uh, yeah I'm and, not we from- got, and we got the playoffs the the NFL playoffs uh, Saturday and Sunday. It's unbelievable. Uh, Baltimore against uh, your uh, your team from Nashville there. Well, I tell you, I, I I I thought I thought the 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 lock it would be the Ravens. You know, uh, Johnny Harbaugh's a good friend. Recruited my son for two different schools. Their their offensive coordinator, the genius who I recommended years ago to be head coach of the Bengals, and nobody listened. And he will be a head coach, Greg Roman. Yeah, Greg Roman, who, who used to come to training camp with me, and I had to babysit the little guy when he was a kid. Well, now he's not a little guy; he's a he's a genius. But they but they play uh, the Titans, and I didn't even I, I never saw him this whole year on TV. But the playoff game last week, they uh, they scared the hell out of me. They're really good. It's going to be real. Guy, How what's about the name of that coach at Ohio State guy? Oh, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he's a good coach, and that that guy Henry can run the ball. I mean, holy! I mean, I I don't know. I, 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 people are saying, I, I watched ESPN this morning and people are actually picking the Titans over the Ravens. I mean, that's crazy, but, uh, and they're picking, uh, they're picking the 49ers to lose. And I thought, uh, uh, the 49ers, uh, that's, they got, uh, Shanahan's kid is the head coach there. And I thought they were great. And when I saw him on the playoff game, uh, earlier or right before, yeah. Yeah, these these games are starting to heat up now. NFL is crazy. Well, that's now. exciting. It's, be great. it's great entertainment and uh, nothing like football, especially if that's the major part of your life. And for me, that football has been a major part of my life. Yeah, but, and then when, but again, uh, it's been a hard year. We lost a lot of good friends. Yeah, I'm still seeing. I can still see Trevor Lawrence turning the corner on that Buckeye defense and then taking off. I thought he was going to run out of bounds. Well, I thought the kept... game was. I thought the game was over at halftime, but uh, and so did the Buckeyes. But they came back, and what's the name of that defensive coordinator? I think, he, I think the quarterback ran a four-two-nine forty there uh, when he had those Buckeyes chasing That some bitch is big, and he's smart, and he's a, his first year they won a national championship. And boy, I'm not so sure. I don't. I don't know. It's a toss-up. It's it's like in the old days when you'd see a heavyweight fight, and it would be exciting right up, 
right up to the the opening bell because what you got is you really didn't know who was going to win and it's one of those things right now you know coach uh, as everybody knows uh, my athletic strength and power website uh, is a major promoter of the uh, michigan state strength and conditioning clinic heck yeah, uh, heck yeah. kenny manny and of course the uh, clinic director mike vorkovich uh um, John Thomas is going to be there this year. Yeah, they're going to John a, Wood, my son's going to be, be there. another big deal up there. And then there's your uh, influence, Kim Wood. Uh, I'm going to go legend. up there just to hassle all my peeps. I bet yeah, you are. up there. It's unbelievable. Gittleson will be there, and we're going to kick ass and take names. What the heck is John going to do? What's he going to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. But he's been spending a lot of time. He's actually got two... Uh, Two talks, one demonstration, and and uh, uh, you know I really don't know. I, I you know I I've you got to understand he's my boy. Uh, uh, he he is an expert in weight training, but I've never since ever taken him through a workout. He he, he learned from watching the Bengal guys, Crum Ryan, Reggie Williams, and Anthony Munoz. He read the stuff himself, watched what I did, and and I've never taken him through a workout. Once again, this is Ed Sakali with Athletic Strength and Power. We're doing a podcast, of course, with Coach Kim Wood. Uh, he's joined us, uh, or we've joined him in our uh, Clifton, Cincinnati studio. And once again, let me remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Spec Athletic. And they, uh, of course, are, use the Regapol flooring. And, and if you've ever been in, like, Michigan State's weight room, Ohio State's weight room, uh, Clemson's weight room, I mean... You, you got to call. Floor. You, you got to you got to have a good floor that doesn't peel up and fall apart and and spec athletic. Call Kevin, get a hold of Kevin because uh he will fix you up with with the with the top floor. But anyway, uh Coach Wood uh, uh speaking of floors, we're on a like a wooden floor here at the uh Cincinnati studio or uh, in my kitchen, in my kitchen yeah. here in Clifton. Yeah, that's right. It's and I was doing floor. some deadlifts. You're one of the few uh people I know with an actual a uh, full barbell set right in their kitchen, just you know. I like to lift in the kitchen. Less than two and, yeah. feet away from your uh, your stove, and yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, I I don't really cook, but I do lift out here, and I have a, a bunch of antique equipment, and um, the dogs. Uh, we they have places that they are their places, like Mickey's right here on the floor, sleeping, and. Uh, uh, um, the uh, but we lift like I say in my house I have gyms and just about um, well I get two or three gym on gyms on every floor and there's uh, three stories and including a full basement filled with weights so uh, no it's uh, it's a serious thing here and uh, well, no wonder Gaduli and I no wonder Gaduli and I didn't see you down at the Planet Fitness down no, there in no, uh, Newport I, and you probably won't see me there either but no Ed the thing the thing let me just say this because we gotta we got to put some philosophical topper on this, and that's the uh, weight training. And I was there certainly at the beginning of a certain epoch, and that is the training of weights for sports and football. And uh, when I started, it was the time that, you know, is kind of the time that it, it got started. And I was one of the first, if not the first, uh, strength coach in the NFL. And in the process, there was a heck of a lot of, I mean, it was a thing that other most of the coaches, uh, most of the pl uh, other coaches in the NFL were um, former NFL players, and very few of them had ever lifted weights. And so it was something that was new. Well, it's not new anymore. No. But the point is, is it's mature. It's different. You mentioned uh, you're uh, uh, visiting uh, Planet Fitness and some of these other places. I mean, it's a, using weight training 
for whatever purpose is a part of the culture now. It's something that a lot of people do. When I started doing it, very few people did it. But the but the rules are still the same. You've got to master the basics. And it doesn't have to be a particularly sophisticated program that you're doing. But you got to know how to get the most out of yourself. And the point is, is that it, it's a thing that has to be progressive. It has to be smart. You can't do dumb stuff. And a lot of people you'll see, you know, there's all whole... Uh, Pages of YouTube pages of people doing stupid things, you know, oh. squats on a Swiss ball and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and flying through the air and uh, flips and, and a lot Maybe of that's exotic how I my, stuff. Uh, and like I say, whether, whether you're training uh, an NFL team or a high school team or your, or your son or daughter, the point is, is you want to be able to master the basics. And, and like I say, you know how to do the basic things in a correct fashion, and in the process, learn how to work hard and drive yourself and 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 develop a, a thing that's an attitude that does transcend your lifting, and that is how you're always trying to do better than you've done before. So you didn't have a modern facility when you were a uh, halfback for the Wisconsin Badgers? No, so. I lifted in my dorm room, or <laughs> and they had a very, very basic, uh, there, was, there was some weights, in the university, and, and there was only f five or six of us that trained on the football team that trained with weights. I mean, it was a, it was an early, early thing. Yeah, you came in at the beginning. And, and But the point is, is that and it was something in high school. I was one of the very few, two or three guys in probably the whole conference that trained with weights. And uh, uh, But the point is, is that done right, you're going to get bigger and stronger. You still have to play the game, and you still have to know the skills of the game. It's not everything. But the point is, is that I don't think that it's really changed from what it once was from what it is today. And I think that the, there's trends now. There's power acts. And at one time, there was all kinds of different machines. And other times, oh, no, we do Olympic lifts. And you can get real silly real fast. The point is, you want to have good tools. You want to know how to use those tools. You want to use them frequently but kind of infrequently it's not something that you have to do every day but you also want to know how to get the most out of yourself and that is you have to focus on working hard working correctly using the, the correct form but working hard and that's really the thing that uh, uh, is is where success is found and that's how you get bigger and stronger and uh, uh, but the point is is that uh, people think that it's 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 the programs today are far more sophisticated than the old days. Believe me, they're not. They can't be. Now, when we go up to Michigan State and, and uh, up to the Spartan Clinic, uh, I think that's, Ken Manny's. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of being there this year. Yeah, pitch, I was a featured there. speaker there for many years. I know, I know. And then uh, here's your son, John Wood. Uh, what are some of the things you know? He's going to do a demo and he's going to do a talk. Do you know? Yeah, uh, but I, I'm not so sure what he's going to do. He's he's as we we started to mention before, and you ran out of gas in your your machine. Yeah. The uh, uh, one of the things that we have always John has always focused on that I focus on in my coaching combat athletes is the strength of the hands and the wrists, the grip, and 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 because your your hands, uh, it's how you control. The person you're going up against, they're your, they're your major weapons. And uh, uh, if, you, if you can control a man, you got him. 
And uh, 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 but my son happens to be one of the strongest men in the world as far as his grip and hand strength. Oh, there's and, no doubt. And so I'm sure he's going to do something on that. I'm sure that's what uh, why Kenny has him speak. And the point is, the things that you do to get stronger for your for your hands and grip don't have to be particularly uh, fancy or sophisticated, or you don't really need exotic equipment to do it. I saw and witnessed him and videoed it. He, it's on one of the videos. I got four hundred uh, over four hundred videos on my uh, athletic strength and power uh, YouTube channel. So hopefully you're subscribed to that and. Uh, if not, please do it. But anyway, uh, somewhere embedded in there is uh, is a video of, of John Wood a couple of years ago, and he was uh, doing a, some sort of hand forearm uh, machine. And most people were struggling when they had like 25 pounds on this thing. And then he put on like some exorbitant amount of weight. It was like freakish, like 200 pounds on this thing. He was like repping out sets. Yeah, and it was just like freaked everybody out. No, he's one strong dude. And again, what you have is the good thing is is that uh, the the strength of your hands is something that can easily be developed. And that is is it's something that if you just have to do it and get in a good program, we're not talking about hours and hours. We're talking a good, you know, probably you know, fifteen minutes, ten minutes, you know, two three times a week. And, and you can significantly increase the, the strength of your hands. Another area we work, we, I, we really feel it's a factor in preventing concussions, and that is, is develop the muscle structures of the head and the neck. Got to be strong there, especially if you're involved in contact sports, especially in any sport. And, and again, it's something that uh, we had clinics about that. We always won the big ones, Eddie. Oh, I know. And they don't do that anymore. Not no, this time. no, no, but, no. Let's uh, not start uh, talking about your Bengals again, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about just football. You win the, you play for the, you, you go to the post. You roll the dice, baby. But the key thing is win the big ones. And uh, like Woody Hayes always used to say, you finish strong. And I think that's pretty good advice. I like it. Coach Kim Wood. Former strength coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and living here, and current living legend, and legend, and uh, living in a palatial estate just east of Clifton. And I'll tell you what, you know, I don't even know why you would ever leave this place, but you're actually going to leave. You, but you're I actually going to go, go to coffee. I go for coffee. Yeah, you're going to go to East Lansing. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what you're going to do with these three uh, wild uh, mutts that you have, but uh, I guess I mean, they're the, the, they're uh, Shih Tzu puppies, and they're. Uh, they're my guys. They well, live to protect me. There you have it. Kim Wood, legend, strength coach. Uh, one of the first, I, I think he's the first strength coach uh, with the in the National Football League. If somebody wants to debate that, they can uh, have a fist fight w- with me. But uh, you well, know, fist fight with me? Yeah, or, or both yeah, of us. Yeah, but they're not going to. The only, the only problem we have is when you and I get in a fist fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we almost <laughs> did. We almost a, did at the <laughs> restaurant. But, at, uh, at the Proud Rooster. Yeah, and and then later at Sidwell's, yeah. carried around here. I don't know, but uh, somebody but settled us down. Some people's bo- uh, blood uh, boils hot, Eddie. But I got a question for you: Who do you got for Monday night? Monday night's going to be a tough choice for me. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to even pick. We're talking a team. about the national championship. I don't even. College I game. think it's going to be. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't. I think these teams can score. And they're both going to score. And it's, it could What's be. the name of that defensive coordinator, Clemson? Uh, Venable. What's his name? Venable. Yeah. 
He's pretty good, He's big man. Time. Those guys, they didn't quit against Ohio State. I, I thought Ohio State was a superior team, but the, uh, they kept they kept pounding, pounding Clemson, and Clemson kept taking it, and then they came back. Yeah, I thought when, when Ohio State had the uh, – I think they had like a 16-point lead early, and they didn't deliver the final, you know, the final well, yeah, punch got, to the again, midsection. You got you to gotta have, as they say, staying power. And uh, the Clemson showed me something. I mean, I – I didn't realize they were that good. Just like this Titans team, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm worried about. The, uh, I mean, we got two. Get, we got, we got a, we got a, a one heck of a weekend of TV, Eddie. With both these, with all these games coming up, uh, I'm gonna be. You know, it can rain or snow all it wants to. I'll be safe and uh, sound, and watching the ball games, and uh, hopefully. Uh, let me let me talk about Spec Athletic, the uh, the flooring the floor that you people? need. Yeah, the floor people. Uh, when you need top flooring for your training facility, you want Regapole flooring, and and you've got to you've got to talk to people. Spec Athletic. Yeah. In fact, Maybe I would some people want that. get a, I want yeah wood. I get want get wood. a hold of Kevin Cassidy. He's at specathletic.com. When you need flooring, go to the right place because you don't want to move all your power racks and your machines and everything <laughs> again once you move them trust me you don't want to move them again this is ed sicali in cincinnati ohio with coach kim wood kim thanks again for joining us with thanks, this podcast ed.